also to fellowship with you. Amen. Are you happy about that? Thank you very much. And I feel very welcome. I know a number of people in this church and uh, I, I feel at home. Hallelujah. I also wish to acknowledge my own father in the ministry, Bishop Dagwood Mills, whose admiration for the Church of Pentecost makes me feel even more privileged to be here. Hallelujah. In our, in our meetings, meetings with bishops, earlier today, Bishop Saki was mentioning it to Esther Tete, how Bishop refers a lot to your Apostle McKeon and then they reads a lot from meetings that he has had and his life and his history. And we watch the Church of Pentecost. That's Lighthouse. We watch and we follow. Hallelujah. So, um, in a church that is our big brother, our senior in the ministry. Hallelujah. And uh, I didn't come alone. I came here with my wife. She's seated over there. Hallelujah. My wife is Emanuela. I am Emmanuel and my wife is Emanuela. Don't ask me how it happened. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your theme is renew your strength. Renew your strength. Uh, that's what I saw. And when you look into the Bible, let's read Isaiah chapter 40. Let's read 29 to 31. We will do a few. I have just about six points. Six points be and then we'll pray a bit. Amen? Because I am aware you are in your prayer and fasting season. Uh, but I, I hope you still have strength to pray. And nobody will collapse if you start to pray. Because prayer and fasting times, some people are as light as A4 paper. When you push him a bit, you know, he'll start going down. You know, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 to 31. It says, He giveth power to the faint. When you say someone is faint, it means a person is weak. It means strength is almost totally gone. Hallelujah. So faint over here doesn't really refer to someone who is collapsing or has collapsed. The way we know faint. But it gives strength. God gives strength to the weak or to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. If you are here this evening and there's any part of your life that you don't have might, God will increase strength in that area in the name of Jesus. Then he says, even the youths shall faint and be weary. In verse 29, you see the faint. The faint. Then here, shall faint. The faint in verse 29 is an adjective. It's describing. But shall faint talks about, it's a verb. It means collapsing. It said, even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, like you and I, waiting upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. I see the Lord renewing your strength in the name of Jesus. Any experience in 2017 that made you drained, that made you tired, that made you feel at the end of last year that you don't have a lot of strength for this year, I want you to know that what God is about to do 
this year, 2018, it will be greater than what he did in 2017. Anybody who is planning or expecting that the way things went last year, they are going to, they are going to expect a weaker you. That person is going to be surprised because a strength is coming that is not from you. A strength is coming that is not from vitamins. A strength is coming that is not, it's not from Unicap. How many of you remember Unicap M? You remember Unicap M? We used to take it every day. Uh, a strength is coming that is not from Unicap M. A strength is coming that is not from Mojedro. A strength is coming that is not from, what are the things? Energy drinks. But a strength is coming that is from the Lord himself. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. What this means is that there is a certain height you'll be getting to. And that height you are getting to is by the grace and the strength that comes from God. So this year you are going to get to certain heights in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It says they shall run and not be weary. They shall run and not be weary. You know, typically, when we hear of the grace of God or the help of God, we don't think about work. A typical Christian, let's say charismatic or Pentecostal Christian, when you hear of Adam, grace, Dromo, when you hear those words, you feel that it means relaxation. If God is at work, it means I do less work and get more results. Isn't that how we feel? When we say that the grace of God is at work, oh, wait, Adam. It means you are doing very little work or less work and then more results. But let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. I can see better now. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Have you seen the grace of God showing up there? And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. It was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. If your expectation of 2018 was no work or less work, my brother, my sister, I'm here to disappoint you. Because the grace and the help that is coming, we are going to work this year. And the grace of God, Paul said, the grace, he made me labor. I worked harder than Peter. I worked harder than John. I worked harder than all the people who actually physically worked with Jesus. The grace of God. That's why in Isaiah 40, 31, he said, they shall run. They shall not be strolling. They shall run. This year you will run. This year you will run. You see, when the grace of God is awake, sometimes, sometimes you get confused. Because sometimes the confusion comes when you, you don't know whether to attribute what you are seeing to hard work or to the grace of God. When the grace of God is present, it confuses you. When you get close to any minister of the gospel who is very fruitful, who is doing a lot of things. You see, you can be confused because from a distance, you see the grace of God because you don't know how hard the man is working. But when you get close, you, that's where the confusion comes. Because when you get close, you realize that the person works hard. 
When you get close, you realize that he doesn't sleep as much as you thought. He prays more. He inspects projects. He's involved in projects. He's climbing this. He's going here. He's writing books. He's writing songs. He's supervising this. He's traveling for crusades. He's doing so many things. And then you may now start to think that what you thought was the grace of God is not the grace of God. It's hard work. But the grace of God enables you to work hard. So this year, whatever is required of you, whatever is expected of you, any target that is given you, you will exceed that target in the name of Jesus. When I was coming, we were talking, my wife and I were talking in the car, and then she mentioned that in her workplace, they have done something connected to targets. And where she used to work before, any time there was a target, she exceeds it. Any time. Then, then she said she doesn't like such things because it makes it competitive. And then you are noticed, and then suddenly the people that you relate well with, suddenly they don't want to. Then I said, no. You should rather be happy because they are bringing the thing to your area. Because when targets come and they feel you can't exceed the targets, you actually end up exceeding the targets. And this year, whatever target is set before you, you will exceed those targets. Yeah, because it says, they shall run and not be weary. So this year, as you wait upon the Lord, you shall run and not be weary. When somebody is expecting that by now you are asking for days off, you will still be in the office working. And then you will meet your targets. And then the church of God will also grow. Because Paul planted and Apollos watered and God granted the increase. So even in the church, there is working. So it says the grace of God, I am what I am. And the grace was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Then he said, yet not I. So even the laboring, he said, even the laboring, it wasn't me, it was the grace of God. So this year, get ready for work. Anybody who tries to tell you that, oh, when the grace of God is at work, you don't really work hard. Point out 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, and tell the person, you are trying to be lazy. This God, when his grace is at work, we see it in work. We see it in abundant labor. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to share a few things about strength. You see, strength in the Bible is linked inevitably with the Holy Spirit. You cannot, you cannot disconnect your strength from the Holy Spirit. If you were a Christian and you don't want to refer to the Holy Spirit, you don't want to be with the Holy Spirit, you don't want to interact with the Holy Spirit, you want to allow you to... You don't want to mention the Holy Spirit lest you are called spiritual. The gradual spiritual about. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Listen, if you don't want the Holy Spirit, you don't want strength. I'll share a few scriptures for you to understand that when it comes to strength, renewing your strength. Somebody here, you are about to do things that people of your age cannot do. Yeah. And the Lord wants me to encourage someone who feels that a particular thing is too late. And God says, don't worry, it's not too late. I am now getting involved. And because I am now getting involved, go and register for that examination. I'll share a little testimony. My mother, I am a twin. Oko is a twin. So I have a twin sister, Aquili. Now, my mother, after bringing us up, then there's a teriyah behind us. After bringing us up, 
she had a diploma. All along, she was working with a diploma. Then, at the age of 50, yes, in fact, approaching 50, she decided to do her first degree. Approaching 50. Yeah. For personal reasons. She said, oh, why not? The children are out of the house. So, she started studying. Winneba. She wrote exams, did assignments, doing her research and everything. At the age of 50, Mrs. Mensah graduated with first class. Listen. Hmm. Now, she will probably have some other colleagues at work who would feel that, what is the point? Now, having a first degree, I'll, I'll even mention it some more. You see, some of the qualifications would ensure at least that you retire on a particular salary, which will determine your pension. Oh, my wife, isn't it? Huh. So if you sit there, she works as net. That's why I'm asking. Now, if you sit there and you say, I'm 45, I'm 46, Sometimes I wake up in the night to go and use the washroom. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. She'll be sitting there. She'll be sitting there. She's doing her assignments. She's doing research. She's writing. Then she had first class. First class, oh. First degree, first class. Then we were there, no. My twin sister is abroad with her family. Then my mother said, Oh, if you're me, I can manage my masters. Let me say, Meet me, I masters. I think I can try masters too. Yeah. Then Leeds University in the UK. She read her masters. 55, master's degree. So as I stand here, my mother is more educated than I am. Because I have a first degree. I went into full-time ministry just after my civil engineering degree. So she has a master's degree. Others will look at even the first degree. Say that at your age. But the Lord says I should tell someone stop looking at your age. Because a lot depends on you. I'm saying a lot depends on you because if you allow God he will give you strength to start doing what is difficult. Yeah. Because my mother is also very prayerful by the grace of God. So a lot of the strength came from the Holy Spirit. So someone here, you can buy a plot of land. You can start your building project. You can finish your building project. You have built one house. You live in that house with your family. Brother, you can build another house. Another house. Another house. Hallelujah. Now, I want strength. We are talking about strength. Strength comes from the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. You see, it says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon. Power is strength. When you say someone is powerful, it means he has some strength. If our strength is the ability to get some things done. Yeah. If you are strong, you can get things done. We say our politicians, some of them are weak. Because when it comes to forcing some things, they can't. Because they, they are afraid that they will lose the election. They are afraid that people will complain. So they can't. So they are weak. But a strong person will force and get it done. I see you getting things done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And strength is also seen in the ability to overcome opposition. The, the ability to overcome opposition. All of us, everybody here, if you have not encountered some kind of opposition, then you are, you are very young. You are a child. Not everybody in this life admires and likes nice things or nice people. Some people, it's their niceness. That's, that's why he will fight you. You are a nice girl at work. That is, why, that is why somebody doesn't like you. Everybody likes you is why some don't like you. And if everybody likes you, number one, you, you, you are weak. You are a man pleaser. Number two, some of them are pretending. Yeah. So you need strength to get some things done because opposition will come. Things will rise up to fight you. Physical and spiritual opposition will come against you. But this year, as you wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. Before 2018, when something showed up, you back, you just move on. You say, I don't like it. I don't like issues. But this year, when there is any opposition, when the anything rises up to fight you, they will come and see a lion. They will come and discover that, look, they used to think that fantasies are calm people and crime for no open But they have come to meet someone whose fighting spirit is not because of the gun blood, but because of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. God will raise up a fighter in you. You see, the only difference is that there's a way we fight. Those who don't have God, they, they fight a particular way. That's, that's a very low way of fighting. We fight in prayer. We wake up in the night. We begin to pray. At dawn, we wake up. We begin to pray. You come back from work, then you take a walk in the neighborhood. You are just walking on the road. Father, rise up, oh God. Arise, oh God. Arise, oh God, in my office. Arise, oh God, concerning my goods at the port. Arise, oh God, concerning this lecturer who wants to sleep with me. Arise, oh God, concerning this man who wants a bribe. Arise, oh God, concerning my child's health. Arise, oh God. I can see that this is an attack. I can see that this is an attack. Arise, O oh God. I come against every demon, principality, and power. You see, somebody comes back from work and is sitting down watching TV. You are watching the Asa. Somebody is dealing with demons and you are watching the Asa. The fat women that you are watching, how, how can they help you? Every day you are complaining that, you know, your family is hard. Rise up and pray. What to worry, the Asa? 
When some people are praying, somebody is walking around, just praying. What's it even him? Then they put soup around your banquet. The soup, the soup is like a pond. Do you understand? Hey, wake up and say that. Sorry. Wake up and pray. Yeah. When you pray, you will cause things to happen. Some of us, the witches and wizards in our family, they don't know us. They should know you by now. And I remember me once more. He's not like that. He will not. No, 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 he's not like that. Satan is not a nice person. He's wrong. He's seeking who, whom he may devour. So if you look devourable, he will devour you. Whether you attack him or not, he will devour. So you better rise up. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'll share a few things about the strength of the Holy Spirit and then we'll pray a bit. Praise the Lord. Number one, the Holy Spirit will give you spiritual strength. Uh, spiritual strength. I'll share a few scriptures and you understand. The Holy Spirit will give you spiritual strength. Actually, a lot of what I'm ministering is from this book. It's the Sweet Influences of the Anointing by Daggyward Mills. It was actually released earlier as the Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit. You know, and uh, now it's the Sweet Influences of the Anointing. The anointing is basically the work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ephesians. Uh, so the Holy Spirit will help you to be spiritually strong or your spiritual strength. Number one, by imparting might to you in the inner man. So the first point is on spiritual strength. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 16. It says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Don't worry about your outer man or about your body. Oh, pastor, I'm not so tall. Pastor, I'm not so, I'm not so big. Pastor, I don't have much. Don't worry. You can be a brief man. Uh -huh. You can be a summary of a man. A summary of a man in the physical. There's a Bema You see, a summarized man, cool like that, in the physical. But don't worry. In the spirit, you can be a giant. So strengthened with the might. By his spirit in the inner man. The outer man, the form of the outer man is determined by your genes. It's determined by your father, your mother, whether they were tall or short, whether they were big or thin. Don't worry about that. Because there are some people who are very big, but in the spirit they are small. Satan sends demonlets. Do you know demonlets? Small demon. To the guy. The demonlet will make him small. But you... Because you are strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. Some things come and then they go back. They come and then they go back. 
some of us here are deceived into thinking that there are things that will make Satan stop attacking you. The Bible says that the devil left Jesus for a season. Satan, he leaves for a season and then he comes back to try to see whether at the time he's coming again, will you be strong or you'll be weak? But I see the Lord making you strong in the name of Jesus. So you are strengthened by the spirit in the inner man. And then Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 says, And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might. You see, so the Holy Spirit is a spirit of might. I see you becoming mighty in the spirit. Hallelujah. That if you're a member of PIWC, that's woman, you cannot be someone that small, small witches come and then they, they look at you and then do a booty hammer before back on the way rasta no. To boot to hammer. Back on the witches are giving you, and now you say, There's a lamp in your breast. But now you say, They insist. Another time, you say, They all kinds of conditions. When the demons approach you, feel some small pain in your body, say, In the name of Jesus, on some way you won't say, If you have, would you be best? She'll be a yes, when demons touch your children, demons touch your family, demons touch your business. And there are things that when you see, you should know that Satan is trying. Then you attack them because you are mighty by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now the Holy Spirit can also affect you, give you physical strength. The first point was spiritual strength. strength now physical strength. Judges chapter 14 verses 5 and 6. When the Holy Spirit comes... You see, the Holy Spirit can also give you physical strength in your body. See, in your body, the Holy Spirit, Judges chapter 15, 5 and 6 says, Then went something down. Note, all the verses I'll give you, you see the Holy Spirit involved. That's why strength, you see that the Holy Spirit is involved. It says, Then went something down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath. And behold, a young lion roared against him. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he rent him as he would have rent a kid for a small goat. And he had nothing in his hand, but he told not his father and his mother what he had done. Now, this is not a spiritual battle. This was a lion that attacked. God is going to give you physical strength for the rest of this year. If the attack comes physically, God will give you strength in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then Judges chapter 14 verse 19, another one from Samson. And the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he went. You see, then you will see that Samson, it wasn't just because his factory settings were very good. And then the Lord left. You can see that there were times when the spirit of the Lord came upon him. So the things he was doing, he was doing particular things because the Holy Spirit came at that time upon him. Otherwise, the verses I'm reading are not true. I see the Holy Spirit coming upon you in 2018. Several times, there will be a need for physical strength and you will never be disappointed. You will call upon the Lord, Holy Spirit, come upon me. This thing is going to be difficult and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Hallelujah. So it says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he went down to Ashkelon and slew 30 men of them and took their spoil. Huh. Then the Holy Spirit... I'll just read this one quickly. This one is a very familiar verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, but if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit 
that dwelleth in you. If last year you were weak, you are about to be healed in the name of Jesus. If last year you were slow, you are about to be fast in the name of Jesus. If last year you came last, you are about to come first in the name of Jesus. If last year there were things that you could not finish, you are about to finish them in the name of Jesus. By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. In a few minutes we'll be praying concerning these things that the Holy Spirit will fill us. Number three. The Holy Spirit will influence your level of obedience. You see, it's not easy to serve the Lord. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It is not easy to serve the Lord. You'll be, you'll be tested several times. And many Christians fail the test. Many of us here looking so nice and so polished and so holy and so nice. Only God knows what we have done before as we are sitting here. Only God knows what we have done this week as we are sitting here. You see, what I'm saying is, it's not by in your day, it's not by giddy giddy. It is by the strength of the Holy Spirit. So if you see someone who is able to obey the Lord, it means God is helping him to obey God. Because the things we are doing, they are not natural. I'll read a few verses and you understand what I'm saying. Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 and 27. It says, a new heart also will I give you. I see God giving you a new heart in the name of Jesus. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I'll give you an heart of flesh. And verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. So it means the ability to walk in the statutes of God is because of the Holy Spirit. There is no need to feel proud. Hallelujah. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So I see the Lord helping you in 2018 to obey God. That thing that was difficult for you this year by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to obey God. That thing that someone felt that if he tempts you with this thing, it will be difficult for you by the grace of God. When that temptation comes, you'll be able to overcome it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Nobody will have a secret about you this year that they feel that if they reveal the secret, you'll be in trouble. When someone threatens you, you tell them that no, you cannot do anything against me. I have done nothing wrong. Hallelujah. You'll be able to please the Lord this year. Amen. And the fourth one says the Holy Spirit will help you in your level of boldness. Who here wants to be bold? Many of us are not bold. I tell you, many of us, of us are not bold. You see, boldness is very important in the life of a Christian. Unfortunately, this part of the world, boldness and confidence, they are seen as two known. They are seen as too known. Yesterday, I was involved in an interview. I was on the panel. An interview, you know, and two people. The first person was a lady. And I don't know whether she felt that as she sounds very calm and humble and I'm here to learn, I'm here to... At, at a point, I was like, ah, you, you are being given a job and you are sounding, I'm here to learn. That's for me, I'm here to learn. I think the key is humility. I said, you are here to learn, you are here to learn. So what does the employer get from you? 
Is this a school? It's a job. You see, uh-huh. then one of the people on the panel was a doctor. We were interviewing people for the hospital. Then she said, her very first interview in America, she used to work in America, said her very first interview as a doctor in America, she thinks that one of the guys on the panel was a Ghanaian doctor. So when he saw her name on the list of people, he got out, you know, pretending that he's going to use the washroom. And then when he saw her, he said, are you? He said, come. And he called her into another room. He said, listen to what I'm telling you. When you go and sit there, don't go and do this humble, humble, you know, because everybody is humble. You see, all of, all of you are doctors. All of you that talk confidently. And at a point, start asking them questions. You see, and then let them know what they are getting, what they will get if they, if they employ you. But how is your mind working? You think that that is too known? Isn't that the case? Huh. One of my seniors at tech, when he was going to be employed, I mean, we was interviewed by Nestle. They interviewed him, I mean, this is many years ago, it's around 2001 or 2002. When they interviewed him, oh, he was very different. He started telling them what they would get by, by employing him. And then when they asked him about their pay, he mentioned some big amount. Then they looked at him and said, that's how much I'm worth. <laughs> they employed him. <laughs> yeah. He said, if you employ me, this and that and that and that, these are the things I will come and do for you. And you have many competitors. If you let me go, I'll join one of them. Yeah. Boldness. He has not given us the spirit of timidity, but the spirit of love and power and sound mind. The Holy Spirit will give you boldness. Yeah. This year, the Holy Spirit will give you boldness. You see, I have a little definition for confidence. Because many times people feel that confidence is pride. Pride is confidence. No. Confidence is being aware of what you have. If my brother Martin Sinjima here says he plays the keyboard very well, or he says maybe not even one very, can say three varies, he can say that he plays the keyboard very, very, very well. It's a statement of fact. He plays very, very, very well. You see, so confidence is being aware of what you have. Confidence with humility is when you can easily say where you learned it from. It's not difficult for you to say, okay, I play the keyboard very, very, very well. But this is the one who taught me. I learned it from here. I learned it from here. Confidence with pride is when you have difficulty in acknowledging who taught you. You see, it's, it's painful. They say you dress well, but you can't say that I learned it from Sophomore. They say you sing well. You can't say that I learned it from this person. Anytime somebody says you sound like someone, it pains you. Because you want to be original. Then you are proud. Because none of us here is original. All of us here are copying from people. You see the way I'm preaching. The one who taught me how to preach, that's how he preaches. My lucky crowd that I have not reached the back. Yeah. You see. Huh. So boldness is coming. I'll read a couple of verses. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. And when they had prayed, their place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they speak the word of God with boldness. Let's rise to our feet. I tell you, listen. When faith opens a door, 
Boldness is what causes you to walk through the door. Because in 20, 2017, the Lord opened many doors for some of us here. Many doors for some of us here. But we lack the boldness. You prayed and prayed for some kind of miracle or breakthrough. But the way the thing opened, it required boldness to take the step. When the people were praying for Peter to be freed, and then the angel opened the doors, it took some boldness. Because Peter could easily think that, hey, I'm a corner uncle for no sorry. The soldiers, if, if I go, uh, you know the difference between a Ghanaian and a Nigerian? I'll tell you. A Ghanaian says, what if I'm caught? A Nigerian says, what if I'm not caught? That's, that's the only difference. Because a Ghanaian and a Nigerian are both aware of the danger of being caught. The security is tight. There are cameras. There's infrared. There's this and that and that and that. Then Ghana man says, then Omonaja. But this thing, I go feed Dodger now. If I do this now, I can see the race. It comes like this and it comes like this. I go feed Dodger now. If I force, I go feed go. They've caught some Nigerians in prison. That's not what he remembers. He remembers the one guy in the whole of the village who managed to go. And he said, I'll go. May you remember those who have made it. And they said that the Holy Spirit, in fact, when I got here, the Holy Spirit just prompted me that, let's pray. He says, when the Spirit, the Spirit came and filled them with boldness. Because this year, there will be open doors. You see, there will be, there will be some open doors. But those who lack the Holy Spirit will stand this way and watch the door. Say, I cannot do it. Somebody will bring a big contract and ask you, can you deliver? And then you will say that, oh, I can't deliver. Another person will say, I remember. We did some prayer and fasting in January. And I remember that the Holy Spirit gives boldness. And I remember that he said he has not given us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of love and of power and of a sound. I begin to pray. Begin to pray right now.